1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of She We're here today to put the she in apotheosis. Just apotheosis, apotheosis. You're welcome. We
0: have gotten to the point where we just straight up mispronounce. I don't don't even care.
1: (laughs) I just don't. I like this is what I'm putting the she in today.
0: The she in (laughs) a Right, 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 right.
1: Um, so anyway, uh, hi, I'm Summer, and I'm here with my co-host Joy. And Joy, if I had to pick someone to say, you're my Huckleberry, too, Aww. I would pick you. Oh. And I think we can still hear Marcus's stuff in
0: the background. Yeah, we can.
1: Yeah. Marcus! <laughs> I love that you didn't say
0: you're my huckleberry (laughs) like that's where that's how summer and i are one of the things we have in common is that we tend to be i don't think we're against like intimate connection oh no i
1: I wrote there always has to be
0: like A little bit of a wall up, which I'm not saying is a good thing. Yeah. Um, Props to all of you guys that don't do that because that's way healthier. I think. No. So I love how you didn't say, "Joy, you're my huckleberry." You were like, "If I was going to say it."
1: (laughs) Do you know? Do you know how deeply you just completely nailed that? My notes. Literally, the first line in my notes says, Joy, comma, you're my huckleberry. Could I just read it? No. <laughs> Could I just say That's that? Scary. <laughs> That's way too personal. People are listening.
0: I know. <laughs> Don't let them hear. Like, yeah. Public displays of affection that would have been a public display of affection and that's hard that's
1: really hard hard feelings i'm wearing all black (laughs) anyway yeah you totally nailed it so that was in my notes and (laughs) you just saw right through me joy which is why i I
0: only knew because i also have the same problem (laughs) but anyway you're Uh... right um i am joy and I'm here with my beautiful co host, Summer. And Summer, I just really think that there should be a version of boyhood, but with your life. Because <laughs> it would be really interesting. And there'd be lots of vocal fry. Uh huh. Yep. And eye rolling. Yes. And hilarious, Clementine says <laughs> stuff. So this morning, speaking of Clementine says, um,
1: today my brother like he tried to like hide around a corner and he's gonna like jump out at her because you know oh, that's James her thing. White. I know that's also <laughs> like it's so James White and it's so
0: like she does that when your dad came here the other when he came to do. To be on the show. Yeah. He scared Marcus. No. Before we did the show.
1: It's so my dad. And it's Clementine's obsession. (laughs) Like they both like they have to like hide behind a corner and like try to scare you. It's like one of their love languages. Like it really is. They mean
0: it. Like if they scare you, yeah. it means they like you.
1: Yeah. And so every day I'm that way too. Yeah. Every day she jumps out at me and she's like, Did I get you? And I'm like, No, because I'm not gonna lie to her. Like she's never gotten me. Right. You know, like I I know she's not very sneaky. So anyway, she does that to everybody. So my brother tried to get her today by hiding, like by a corner. And she goes, I see you, I saw your arm and he goes, That's because I'm so buff and he flexed. and she goes no, it's actually because your arm's really fat. It's just that
0: you're fat. <laughs> and like, Josh, if you're listening, I'm sure it's because you're so buff.
1: It's totally because you're buff. And He's not fat. No. And she doesn't go around calling people fat. I just think she couldn't let him like have it. Like she couldn't right. let him have like, it's because I'm so tough and right. big and strong. She's like, no, your arm's just fat. Right. <laughs>
0: That totally makes sense. It's so Clementine. that So the jumping out and scaring is James White. Yeah. The clap back is Summer (laughs) White. Just so you guys know.
1: She's made up of many great people.
0: Maybe they should do a Boyhood of her. Of Clementine. Maybe they should. Maybe. For those of you that don't know, Boyhood is apparently the best movie ever. It's really not. Um, But it's a movie that they filmed over 12 years what so they took them tw- so it's all the same actors okay and it took them 12 years to do it and it's like the story of a boy's life life is okay but really it's just like super pretentious and oh
1: of course flatulent. Like, like most art right
0: it's very <laughs> did you say it's mostly flatulent <laughs> it's very flatulent oh like just very like mm. so wait have you seen this yes okay. and everyone it was like a really high critic score oh. and everyone was like, it's a, such a cool movie. And it's not. And I'm like, no, you, the concept is very interesting. right?" And so it's that art, you know, there are movies like that. Yeah. But um, it's so artistic and such a great idea mm-hmm. and so unique and cool. Yeah. And you're like, that's the best movie of all time. It's so cool. But right. really it was just very, Meh. just, like, look how artsy we are. <laughs> I don't like that. Which I'm sure I've done. We've so it's done. fine. I'm not trying to. You know when
1: you go online and like you admit to liking some pop song and then there's 12 people that are like, I've never listened to anything so
0: mainstream. I don't listen to the radio. Blah, get out. I used to be like that. <laughs> I used to be when it came to music, I was such a, snob. a music snob.
1: Yeah. I can be that way. It's and I just, I want to renounce it right. right now because sometimes there's a song on the radio and it's a good song. Okay. Seriously. Anyway.
0: Okay. Her, like Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's kind of a weird genius. And I right. I
1: know that she has Miley Cyrus' demon,
0: but like, hey, right. <laughs> I know. Miley Cyrus too. I know they're weirdos. <laughs> I know they don't know the Lord and Taylor Swift's more recent songs are really repetitive, but Sometimes, tell me they don't get stuck in your head. I
1: know. Sometimes there's a good song on the radio. I don't want to hear it. How did we get here? Okay. I don't know. So, hey, Joy, last week we talked about <laughs> intersectionality and what it is. We did. Um. So this week I really want to get into, and I know you do too, the ways in which these theories are antithetical to the gospel and I want to say at the outset I want to just give all the caveats that not every sentence ever written by someone who buys into a critical theory is wrong and that's why it's worth talking about because sometimes you can subversively be like, oh, well I am, I do agree with that sentiment. So maybe I am, maybe intersectionality isn't totally bad or or whatever. Like you said,
0: there is this, it starts out with this very little digestible Mm -hmm. nugget. Yes. Things like maybe I don't understand cultures completely 100% Mm -hmm. that I'm not from. Right. Maybe I don't understand what it's like to be a man. Right. Um, vice versa you know like of course of course it's and and certainly um the gospel is not everyone dressed the same way everyone act the same way
1: like like the new heavens and the new earth you know like we're gonna have people of different like we're all going to have different colored skin and right. we're not, you know, so part of the, the difficulty and two, two genders, just two genders. <laughs> just the um, two. And par- part of the difficulty in like having these kinds of conversations is it can get emotional. And sometimes people will make these false dichotomies of like, okay, well you reject intersectionality. So you must say that we're all just the same or that your
0: experience. So is- that's the goal of intersectionality is that if someone disagrees with it, They become intolerant, hateful. It is one of the goals. That is one of the ways that they make it work. Right. I'm telling you. Right. Absolutely. It's
1: subversive because essentially if you don't buy into the narrative, then you are a hateful this and that. Um, And it's just, it's false dichotomies abound, especially when you start making your own narrative, like the be all end all of truth. Um, Yeah. But so I do want to make the caveat, and my food's totally about to get delivered. <laughs> um, I want to make the caveat that uh, we care very much about people who have been victimized, and we yeah. ourselves have experienced the effects of someone else's horrible sins right. on our own lives, yeah. and and so. Talking, speaking out against this this uh, secular theory isn't denying any of those realities or saying that we don't care about them. No. Um, and so ultimately, I think my response to intersectionality is the same as just the entire framework of feminism. Yeah. We don't need it because it's anti-biblical, and what we have in scripture is a much better grounding for understanding these things and a much more God-honoring yes. way of understanding these things than any of these secular theories. Right. So let's just start there and stay there and please remember that as we're speaking. Yeah.
0: We have a great we have a great way to interact with other people. We have a great response to burdensome circumstances. Right. And it's all in scripture. Yeah. We already have it. Really right. good. <laughs> right.
1: Okay, my food's still here. Hold on. <laughs>
0: Someone just parked. Did you get beans again? From Pita Jungle? No. Oh, okay. That's a totally different case. I just thought it was a, I thought it was like a clear clamshell case full of beans again. I was like you just got beans and pita? Interesting. You know me. Can't stay away from the beans and pita.
1: Okay, anyway. Sorry about that. I mean, a girl's got to eat. Mm. Right. Okay. So, um, what was I talking about? We have the basis for understanding, yes. right? So, like, it's interesting when people want to talk about, like, justice and, and they use these terms. I'm just like, there's only one definition of justice and it comes
0: from God. Right. You know what I mean? Um, And then he gives, he, in his law, mm-hmm. he shows appropriate justice right. that happens here on how we can earth. have justice yeah. like real justice right. and, and and he also doesn't promise that every time we're sinned against there will be justice here on this earth right right
1: and so at a very basic level i think one of the most the easiest um attacks on this intersectional on these critical theories on postmodernism is like we tried to establish last week that um, a lot of these theories, they just really are a philosophy of resentment and who can, and and pride and idolatry right? Um, who can be the most, you know, I've got more oppression than you and whatever. Um, and they can really turn yourself inward. And, and so, you know, in scripture we're called to be uh, thankful in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so, Paul writing from jail is talking about how he can be content in all circumstances. And then, um, you know, we're supposed to praise God when trials come into our life or when we are, you know, just oppressed in every way. Right. Um, we can still be thankful. And right. so what these systems don't produce, markedly don't produce, is thankfulness. If you want to see a postmodernist head explode, you know, suggests that they might have some gratitude for something right um look on the bright side for something yeah and and again and i feel like we have to leave so many caveats i'm not saying um when someone has sinned against you awfully that your first response should be oh, thank you so much for doing this <laughs> um of obviously course not. Of course we, not. we are big proponents of there being justice and there are times right. when justice is going to be um a righteous anger when justice right. is going to be, uh, holding someone accountable and that accountability could really hurt them. Uh, yeah. but, you know, sin has consequences
0: and we're given away to hold people accountable. Correct. In the word.
1: Yes. So absolutely. So one of my fears about embracing these is that I think women in particular, and I will go ahead and say that I think we have quite a penchant. Right. Uh, towards bitterness um, based we off have of our more, emotions. Yes, we have
0: a more um, complex understanding of emotions, mm-hmm. I would venture to say. Mm-hmm. Men are, I'm not going to say superficial because that's not exactly what I mean, but they have simpler emotions. Um, I'm not... And what I don't mean is they only feel happy or sad. (laughs) Of course, they experience the full spectrum of emotion, but their understanding of it tends to be more simple. Right, right, right. Women tend to be more detail-oriented. We remember details, meaning you remember things that people have done to you. Right, Um, right. So men and women are different. We've Mm -hmm. already established that on this show. (laughs) And by no means am I saying that men are dumb, but in this area emotional intelligence is usually given to women usually right and in this case like can we just say in case you think i'm hating on men like i think in this instance it's actually not to the benefit of women to have a more complex understanding of emotions
1: no and it's not a it's not again we're not gonna i'm not gonna make this a very like it's always true about every woman because i can tell you right right now like I I know men that have a much higher emotional intelligence than I I do. do. I do too. Um, So anyway, all of that to say, I just think that uh, this kind of doctrine of oppression and victimhood and this this filter, this very unbiblical worldview through which to judge people and look at things really lends itself to a lot of bitterness and resentment. It's the opposite of... um, if you're bitter and you're resentful and you can't forgive, I don't know how in the world you can really say, "Yeah, I thank God for my trials," or "Yes, I can be content in all things." And
0: well, and how um, on earth can you be in fellowship with anyone? Yeah, when you're, when foundationally you're mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. obsessed and idolizing, right? All the ways that you have been, yeah, victimized. Yeah, um, you're either going to find someone who is also victimized, and they're mm-hmm. going to fit into your group yeah and then you guys are just gonna Mm -hmm. speak of things that are Mm -hmm. not true or honest or just or pure or lovely Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. or you're gonna only ever find people who per your Mm -hmm. uh, standard yep that are not going to uh be able to understand you yes yes um
1: and let's talk about a second um I mean, I can share a time in my life when I felt, and and this is horrible and embarrassing and I can talk about it candidly because I've repented completely of it, but it's horrible and embarrassing. Um, But I can talk about a time in my life where I absolutely erected a wall between myself and my sisters um, because I felt like they couldn't possibly understand what I was going through. And, I remember those feelings of resentment like you it's resentful Mm -hmm. um and I was so hurt and so struggling and I felt like no one can really understand like none of you like you all want to be here for me but you really can't because you really don't know um And it's so selfish and it's so prideful and I hate thinking about it. It makes me sad that I ever did that. And I had to repent to people. You know what I mean? I had to tell them like, I'm sorry, I I didn't accept this from you, this love that you're trying to give me, this empathy that you're trying to give me because you haven't gone through the exact same situation. And um, it's the opposite of creating unity within the church it's the opposite of i mean i wasn't was i loving my sisters in those situations no were they loving me to the best of their ability absolutely i was the one in sin right
0: well and a lot of times like you said there is we talked about this last week i think there's an assumption that goes along with it um you don't and i was saying this at the end of last week's episode you don't always know sometimes you it is easier and it allows you to rationalize your bitterness more if you can assume that the person can't understand what you're going through. Right. But how, how often do we actually not know mm-hmm. if someone can relate to what we're going through? And also if I can't relate to what you're going through, can I still give you truth and is it still meaningful? Yes.
1: Yes, you can. Yeah. Um, some of the best, most godly advice, you know, I've ever gotten has been from my pastors who are white cis males right. who have never experienced right. what I'm going through. The reason that the that's the best godliest wisdom I've gotten is that they're full of scripture. Right. And they're my brothers in Christ. And we have the same Holy Spirit and we have the yeah. same, you know, beliefs that we they're pointing me to Jesus. Like they didn't have to experience the same things. Right, um, in order to speak into my life in such a way, I mean, you know, God used them as instruments in my life, yeah, um, and it's so gosh, it's just so harmful when we refuse to recognize the validity of anything someone else might have to say because they haven't had the same experience right. as us, and that's that is what I meant by apotheosis, yeah, <laughs> was when you. Your your experience becomes the ultimate. Your experience right. becomes everything. It's no longer that we are unified in Christ, but that, well, I have all of these things that you haven't experienced, right. therefore
0: X. Well, and is the command different if you have experienced A, mm. B, or C? Nope. Like, do you get, so I, I said before a holy God, there's no circumstance. Mm-hmm. But the same thing applies to the commands that were given, like to forgive. Mm -hmm. Um, There is no, of Mm -hmm. course, forgiveness can look different depending on what the offense was. Sure. Yep. But there is no offense Mm -hmm. in which the command of forgiveness does not apply to. Right. And so if your friend who has not experienced the same thing as Mm -hmm. you is saying, well, you need to forgive. (laughs) Right. You don't get to say, well, but you don't understand how bad this thing was. Right. And then also what you're saying, you're totally alienating yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're like, just let's just consider. I am. I obviously can't say this for sure, but I'm fairly sure that we have all been in a certain situation Mm -hmm. where it has been hard to forgive. Mm -hmm. And I don't just mean like, Um, they did something so horrible sometimes forgiveness is a process Mm -hmm. and like a thought a bitter thought jumps into your head Mm -hmm. and you're like no I said I was gonna forgive that so like I forgive that again like no right so there's things that are hard to forgive there's times where forgiveness is like takes this long period of time Mm -hmm. and we've all been there yeah so there, there are commands mm-hmm. that really that apply mm-hmm. to God's sheep, right. and we don't get to be exempt from them because we're having a hard time. Which we are promised
1: Burden. because of yeah. sin. Yeah,
0: there is. We were never it. There's nothing about mm-hmm. um, sinless mm-hmm. life here yeah. on the earth. We we won't get to have that. No, right now. No. No.
1: Um, And I feel like a lot of the tenor around this is, so are you saying like if someone abused me, I just forgive them and I don't seek for these things to change. And of course, the answer to that is very radically no.
0: That's a so and I just I don't mean to add insult to injury here, but that is a very intentional misunderstanding
1: of yes. forgiveness.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. you in that moment, you are feeling defensive mm-hmm. and angry and bad for yourself. And the reason I say that is because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so, this eggplant is so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. you just if you if you would ever think that if you said I I was in an abusive relationship or I was abused as a kid and you think that someone asking you to forgive that person um, is just saying for you to forget it and act like it's not a big deal, then you're intentionally misunderstanding right. what forgiveness is. Right?
1: Um, Ultimately, you're responsible um, to deal with these horrible things that have happened to you right. in light of scripture. And so doing that doesn't mean that you pretend it never happened. Doing that doesn't mean that this person can't be held accountable. Like, that's not forgiveness. I, I mean... Like I said, I think Christianity is really the only worldview that that actually can account for justice. That has an actual right uh, worldview that uh, allows for justice. But justice isn't—it's
0: not holding always accompanied signs. by
1: forg- right. By justice forgiveness doesn't always either. happen here on Earth. Right. Um, there are people in jail unjustly, and there are people who uh, should have been convicted for their crimes and weren't, and that's unjust as well. Um, and so. We'll get to justice in a little bit. But as far as like unity in the church goes, intersectionality and critical theories attempt to build walls uh, in order to define ourselves. And, you know, I I think people kind of get tired of us throwing out this verse in response, but I'm going to read it to you anyway, (laughs) Uh, because we would affirm with the Apostle Paul that in Christ there is no Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. But Christ is all and in all. And so this verse is, is freeing for us because in Christ uh, none of these things matter. You are just as much in Christ. You're not a special version of christian if you're a jew and not a greek you're not a special version of christian if you're circumcised or uncircumcised Um, and so when we talk about you know unity in the church and bearing one another bearing one another's burdens uh it's really interesting if you read so galatians 6 2 is bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ what's verse 3 do we know verse 3 because right after It says bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. It says for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself, which I just thought was so amazing. It really speaks to the pride of, I can speak to it in my own life of when I really felt like no one could possibly understand me. This is so unique to me and you guys can't empathize with me. Um, And there's verse three saying, for if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I was lying to myself. Right. When I told myself, you can't possibly understand what I've been through. I was lying. You know, I have this thing that you don't have. I was lying to myself. Right. (laughs) Um, And that's such an interesting, it's crazy that that verse is there right behind the other one. We are called to bear one another's burdens. And you cannot do that if you're so busy erecting these walls and and unbiblical definitions of yourself. Um,
0: When we're given a code, like a way to govern, mm -hmm. um, and it starts with self-government, we should never think that um, the way to govern a culture would be through Uh the magistrate. At least like morally, Mm -hmm. there should never be like the it's not the it's not the uh, government's job or up to large groups of people in this instance. So maybe not in issues of legality, but just Mm -hmm. like groups of people that are fighting for intersectionality. Mm -hmm. It's not a huge group's job, Mm -hmm. no matter how official they are. Mm -mm to decide Mm -hmm. our morality or to govern you Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that is a very very uh, well and that's I think where maybe if I know you you talked about uh, social Marxism yeah but to put it into perspective what I just said Mm -hmm. Marxism right (laughs) yeah yeah which is totally not um, it's authoritarian right It's not at all what, it's not at all what the command for us is. Right. Which is that we govern ourselves. Right. We bear one another's burdens. We be obedient.
1: Uh, Yep. It's, uh, so I I mentioned him a million times. He's, he's my favorite non-Christian producing any intellectual work right now. Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, human beings were flawed creatures And it's very easy to despise ourselves because we're weak we can be malevolent we have an endless litany of faults so what do you do we don't go around waiting for someone to affirm you we talked about that right you don't wait for someone else to just imbue meaning into into you You develop a sense of respect for yourself and humanity i would say rightly in the view of god i would add that yeah but giving someone else meaning is giving you know it's the dust instead of water um you have to adopt responsibility for yourself You have to get your meaning from God, not from others. And you give people nothing when you orient themselves towards the sins of others. What you should be doing is uh, dealing with the sin inside yourself. Bear up, you know, under your own sin. Deal with yourself. Um, Do something real. Because actually changing the world isn't going to be standing outside holding a sign or talking about the ambiguous patriarchy. Yeah,
0: indicting a whole group of people.
1: Go go. Go fix a relationship with your brother. Right. You want to change the world? Right. Go do something real. Right. Um, Deal with yourself. Deal with your own sin. Um, And again, this is not, you know, we are not the kind of people who don't believe we shouldn't be in the culture or speaking to the culture. That's what we do. Like, that's what we do with our lives. Like, we absolutely uh, believe that. Right. Um, But the answer isn't just holding a sign or believing in these slogans um, and we're specifically talking about within the church right now, what can you do within the church? What are we called to do within the church? We certainly are not called to erect these false divisive systems that essentially deny um the doctrine of reconciliation in the church they deny the doctrine of sin in a lot of ways yeah. they have a very wonky view of sin um you know some people groups are protected from some kinds of sins and others are automatically guilty of certain sins and um these are not the kinds of things that are going to fix or help the church and so uh you know i see i see conversations online right now around like well uh, how you know if you're going to talk about Feminism, and you have to talk about misogyny within the church. You have to talk about abuse within the church.
0: Well, the 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 misogyny is not a it's not an ideology. It's not. It's a it's a sin. It's a sin.
1: Hating women is a sin. But there's
0: not a group of misogynists out there that are holding signs. No,
1: it's just not. No, it's not happening. And we've been given a specific way to deal with sin in the church. And we have been given a specific way to deal with um, elders in the church who are accused of sin. And we've been given very clear principles of how to deal with these things. And then we also... And
0: we've been given um, a command to not be misogynist. Right. So, right. (laughs) So, right. Like, like first of all, we've been given a command to self-govern. Yes. To just not do it to begin with. Right. And then if you do... Right. There is... Right, a, a algorithm, a, a protocol, right, for where you go from there, right. And
1: then we've also been given a model of how to engage the culture, which is what we're seeking to do when we talk about feminism. Right. Paul went out to the marketplace, right, and he engaged in public with these competing ideas, yeah, um, and he dealt with them on their own turf, and that yeah. is very different than how he dealt with the churches, and so they're not a one to one comparison. Um, and also, you know, like I said, misogyny. No one's like walking around like, hey, yeah. I'm a misogynist in school. Although if right. they were, like, we would definitely say something to them. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, Because it's wrong. <laughs> right. Right. So it's feminism.
1: And so these things, they it's okay to handle them differently. Scripture handles them differently. Right. We've been given a set of rules uh, in Scripture on how to address these things. And they are different. And I think that's okay. Um, and ultimately... I think one of the the biggest the the answer for intersectionality is uh in Romans 12:16 because it says live in harmony with one another do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position do not be conceited and I would argue okay living in harmony with one another means that we're not erecting walls that shouldn't be there right do not be proud means that we don't either give ourselves some kind of privilege or look down on someone that we assume has privilege. Be willing to associate with people of low position. I would say it's the same thing. Like, if you aren't willing to associate with a certain kind of person because they don't meet your standards, shame on you. You're disobeying scripture. Um, If you're intellectually giving someone a low position because you're making all kinds of assumptions about them because of the, the group that you believe they belong along with, I would say you are disobeying scripture. Do not be conceited. Don't make everything about you. Right. (laughs) Don't make everything about the things that have happened in your life. Everything is not about you. Your experience is not ultimate. No. Um, and why do I care about these things? I don't care about these things because I feel like I need some soapbox. I care about them because they're a disease to the church. And I yes. see them tearing relationships apart. I can see how these these ideas have hurt myself because I have owned them, because I have done these things. I see the yeah. spiritual damage that can be done when this is how you live your life when this is how you believe it's harmful to your faith it's harmful to your church it's harmful to the culture at large look at what we have happening in our culture right you know some people blame the church more than culture for the cultural decline that we're in i don't really come down hard on either position but certainly we cannot expect the culture to reflect biblical values if we're not doing it in our own houses right. and and by that i mean like also in our own hearts <laughs> Um yes. so I would say we reject these theories for the same reason that we reject feminism.
0: Um we don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't need it. You don't. I it, don't it, it, need it. And it uh you don't need to call yourself intersectional because you don't need it. And don't be intersectional because it damages you. Um and it damages your relationships right. with people. Right. Um you to assume, and this is another thing we have all done. We have all assumed things about other people Mm -hmm. that have hurt our relationship with them. Even if it was just an acquaintance type of relationship, like even if it's never meant to be anything deep and intimate, like Mm -hmm. you just, you're, we're called to extend Mm -hmm. a certain amount of love and kindness Mm -hmm. to anyone. Right. Um, And you, intersectionality, it elevates your own personal individual Mm -hmm. circumstances Mm -hmm. and delegitimizes other people's individual Mm -hmm. circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, It is, are you surprised? It is a religion of self. (laughs) It's poison. It's a religion of self. Like you are... You're the ultimate. You are the ultimate. Yeah. You
1: have the worst. You have it the worst. Everything is the hardest for you. No one can understand you. Right. Or and someone can't sh- understand you unless they look just like you. Right. Right. And it's just, it's so, it's so painful. And it just, it hurts the church so much to have these kinds of, it's, it's anti-gospel. We right. are called over and over and over and over. In the scriptures, to be unified, to live in harmony, to not be proud, to bear one another's burdens. And also to
0: not have any other gods before God. Right. Which, if you are finding your identity Mm -hmm. in something that's not God. Yep. It's an idol. That is an idol. Period. And that is, like, we throw the word idol around so much, but Mm -hmm. that is... Another God. It's the definition. That you have constructed. Right. In place of him. Right. And you, every time, every time you praise self or rationalize sin, mm-hmm. it's like you bowing. Yeah. To that. Right. Idol. Right.
1: And we need to stop making uh, assumptions of other people and their motives. And we, we talked about that in one of our past episodes. When we talked about tone policing. Right. But. I'm afraid some people are going to hear this and they're going to be like, these are probably the girls that, you know, we like hashtag like blue lives matter or something. Oh. Um, Because I think a lot of assumptions, it it just can hear some people assuming like we're white. So we get to say, of course we get to feel this way. We're not on the side of the oppressed, which we've already acknowledged. Like you don't know us. You don't know.
0: If you, if if you're, if your complaint with these intersectionality issue uh, episodes that we've done, is that we're white and we don't understand. Um you're assuming you're assuming a, a lot, lot about yeah. um you know that we're white. <laughs> right. That's fine. Right. I am I am white. Yep, yep. Um I'm not gonna try and defend myself on that. I, I can't just help am. it. I can't I just help am. it. Yeah. Um but there is a lot, um I'll say it again. There's a lot that you don't know. You are failing in your assumption, you are failing to actually know me. Yeah. And hear what I have to say.
1: Right. And on that same token, I've had people be like, well, why don't you guys talk about X, Y, or Z issue enough? You know, it's like their issue, like the thing that's most important to them. Right. We I would all like want to, to say, talk about our
0: most important.
1: Right. <laughs> I would like to say that Joy and I are pretty, um, we are not Republicans. Uh, we are not Trump supporters, we. I feel very strongly that the law of our land is unjust. Right. I feel very strongly. I won't generalize all cops because I know some great cops, but I really think that
0: we have a a problem of um. There's government. There's not a lot of groups that I would be willing to accept the current cultural definition of. Right. Right. Um. There are some. Yes. Yes, because they've had a long standing history, and we <laughs> right. know what they stand for, right, so there are some but um i don't i think you've i don't i don't uh this is i mean this is difficult, especially since you're bringing up like the cop thing
1: i mean i'm um, I'm okay with saying like i right. i absolutely believe that that there are unjust Cops yeah. that have acted unjustly. Just like there are in
0: every job.
1: Right. And I totally, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like sometimes when you bring up this conversation, if you are white, right. then there's this assumption made that, like, you're the one, you know, protecting the cops from being held accountable. And I wouldn't do that at all. In fact, I wish the cops had much
0: more, much less. Let me well, be clear. Much they've less been, They've authority. been given all these laws to enforce. All these laws. I think their that laws are unbiblical. We don't, we don't need. And so then they had to hire more cops. And because there's a demand for police officers. Right. They have to hire people who are unqualified. I think it happens all the time. I think who are bad or have some sort of bias. Right. I, I know. I right. know that's absolutely true. Right. Um, and those people here. Here's here's my statement on that. On cops. If you Ooh. kill someone unjustly. Yeah. You deserve to die.
1: Oh, yeah. That's totally what I believe. That's I... really all I
0: have to say about it. Right. Um, I think that I don't. I think that if you kill someone who's made in the image of God, mm-hmm. you're supposed to die.
1: Yeah. Um, I know it's very wonky, but I think both and I, like we have some weird ideas about justice and they all come mostly from the Old Testament. Right. Um, I absolutely, I don't, I think that our, our, we have a lot of unjust laws. I am not like a pro-government like whatever they say you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not one of those types of conservatives at all and I don't even think I fit in with a lot of conservatives because I don't think a lot of conservative values are inherently uh Christian and so I just wanted to point that out like in case you think like I'm rallying for like the Republican Party or something like that couldn't be further from the truth like what I want is for us to have biblical categories I want us to have a unity within the church that doesn't deny diversity that doesn't deny the the beauty in 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 women the wonderfulness that is men and masculinity right. um, the beauty in different skin colors and the diversity in how God made us we don't need to deny any of those things, but we also, cannot split along those lines either. Right. And we can't make any of those things that
0: God also. Right. Because there is no God also. Right. There is one God. <laughs> right.
1: And so I think I think it's absolutely the place of Christians to care about government policies. I think we get to care about these things. I get I, I believe that we get to um, influence change in our culture. I believe all of these things. I'm just leaving caveats for people who right. think I'm saying like, well, this is well, just, just how it is. We're so go with about, it.
0: Just because we're talking about one side of it. Does it mean that like we're not giving a free pass to people that have legitimately abused certain genders or certain. Right. And, and while we, so while we uh, do, do not agree with many types of sexuality, <laughs> we do not give a pass to people who abuse or are violent against people who have different sexualities that are not biblical. Um, this is a result of slogan thinking. You cannot right. think critically enough. The femi- misogyny being the opposite of feminism is not true. Is, n- doesn't even make sense in any sort of rhetorical way. It is a slogan mm-hmm. and you have Believed it because it is on superficially. It's digestible. Well,
1: feminism wants you to believe that misogyny right. is the opposite of feminism. Right. That's what feminists say. Yeah. but the truth is is that feminists hate women too. Right? <laughs> like they, they hate, hate they genders. Hate biblical womanhood. They, they want to be men. They want to be like you know what I mean. Like there's so many different sects of feminism. Like right. feminism within feminism. If you're gonna like look at different streams and what different feminists believe. I don't see any of them promoting biblical womanhood no it's it's like a cultural cast off right of biblical womanhood and we'll not get into that because we've already done four episodes on why that is but what i'm saying is like the the thing about having these conversations is let's not have them so shallowly that if we deny the necessity of Intersectionality that then we are also denying that diversity is good and beautiful. That is because a ultimately intersectionality doesn't even believe that diversity is
0: good and beautiful, right. they want everyone to be right. the same, right? <laughs> and so, here I'm gonna call you out again. Me, if no, okay. if you are thinking that you are intentionally misunderstanding mm. of everything, if you listen to everything we've said in these two episodes and you still come out with the fact that oh well they didn't say anything about men abusing women in the church so they're okay with it <laughs> then you are being lazy and I'm sorry but you are and you know what I've been there mm-hmm. I've been a sloganeer <laughs> I have I have been there mm-hmm. but you're not thinking mm-hmm. you're not thinking Right? are you serious Right. you think that i I have there. I have some sort of ambiguous answer right. about legitimate sin against another person. Right. I believe in right and wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: I have that <laughs> right. ability to say if if a if a man abuses a woman, that is wrong. Right. And it should be punished. And there is a system of justice mm-hmm. that I agree with. It's not the current system is that we not. employ. No. Um. And you know what? i would if a woman was abused by a man i would weep with her right like that is right and that is what we're saying yeah go out and do something real right instead of accusing me of being anti woman or being okay with men abusing women right instead of that Mm -hmm. weep with a woman who has been abused right um talk to your friend whose husband has abandoned her right um feed your friend that can't pay the bills and right. her kids are starving. Right. You know what I mean? Like stop intentionally misunderstanding what I'm saying. Right. It's not thinking. No. It's not thinking we should have right. we should have the market on intellectual thought. Yes.
1: Yes, we should. We absolutely should. We should be cornering the market on it. Um because the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Without right. the fear of the Lord, you cannot be wise. Right. um and well you can be wise in like a worldly way sure right. whatever but you know so, so you you almost you just like paraphrased a section of scripture i was going to read <laughs> because in the middle of this section of scripture i was going to read i'll just jump to it it says well i'll just read it it's romans 12 starting at verse 19 beloved never avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of god for it is written Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so I think you're absolutely right in in saying that uh I think sometimes Christians want to create a mechanism when we when we adopt these policies, they want to create a mechanism they don't realize we already have right
0: Um, we've already been given a way to get justice mm -hmm. on this earth yes and then and you know what like this is a very interesting thing for me to say because because it's something that i think we all have to train ourselves to think um if there is no justice found here Mm -hmm. in our lifetime God is completely just. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't even do it with a flaw. <laughs> he
1: cannot be unjust. He can't even
0: be a little bit unjust. Not even a little. He can't do it. And I, I understand, because of our human perspective, mm-hmm. and the distance that a lot of us create mm-hmm. between ourselves and God. Mm-hmm. I get... And the pain that you're feeling here on Earth, and and if you're if you're not in intimacy with the lord then he does feel far away and then your pain feels so close yeah. to you it's there it's yeah. consuming you mm-hmm. and there are so many times and i say this with sympathy and conviction that we just don't believe that god will be just in the end
1: mm-hmm.
0: we just don't believe that promise
1: right but it is a promise it is it is a promise and it's a promise that frees us from the burden of having to be sure that justice happens here because we see it happen all the time. Justice does not always happen on this earth. No. Um, But we have a sovereign God who promises to repay, uh, whether now or later. Right. And you don't have to carry the anger or the bitterness or the resentment because ultimately, if you're doing that, you're only destroying yourself. Right. We know what happens when we carry those things around. And I get
0: it. Like I said, I get it. Sometimes God can feel so far away and that's a lie. Right. Right. And our pain feels so close to us, which is not a lie. Like we do feel things very fully and they're very real. Right. But that is also why we're not called to go Mm -hmm. based off of our emotions. Right. Like our heart, is sinful.
1: Right. And I think, I, I don't know about you, and I'm pretty sure this is happening when I'm talking about this and how to get through this and what happens when you've experienced real injustice and then this, your sin as a result and then having to deal with that. I'm speaking to, because I've done this. Yeah. Like I'm You, I'm you remember from how experience. in the beginning of this
0: episode when I was like Summer couldn't say you're my Huckleberry because <laughs> like the reason why I knew that was because I do that. The reason why I'm I know th- what I'm saying is because I've, done, I've it. done it. I've been there. Like over and over and over and over and over right. again. Right. Um all the things. All of these All things. All the things we I've done talked about. have done these things. Um, aside from the grace of God, I would be an intersectional feminist today. Right. I can guarantee you. Right. And you know why? Mm. It was because I was so hurt. hurt. And I had so fully embraced mm. my hurt. Yeah. And just couldn't believe that there would be justice and was a hater of God. Right. And that's why.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. This is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying we should do anything I haven't also had to do and feel right. and and it's. Uh, I'm sure my story is not the same as yours. Right. But like we've said before. Well, like, there we go.
0: Did we just relate to one another? Oh my goodness. Even though even things. though we haven't had the same
1: life. Right. Isn't that crazy? Uh, unity in the church. Right. And see, that's the thing. What is the most unifying thing? in this life being in Christ yeah it is the most unifying it means that I can talk to a Christian dude in China and have more in common right. with him than another 28 year old white sometimes girl your own family raised in Phoenix right or your own family mm-hmm. because that is the most unifying force in the world and It just it just kills me when I see these walls being erected. When I see the fake compassion, the virtue signaling, like you have to admit some kind of guilt. You like if you're a dude, you have to admit like you have to be sorry for what all men have done or or you're not loving women well. And it's just hogwash. It's not biblical. It's not Christian. And we need to be able to start recognizing it when we see it, recognizing it for what it is. None of these systems come from scripture. None of them. Critical theory, no, is not rooted in scripture. Feminism is not rooted in scripture. Yeah. You know, and okay, okay, I'll just give you all like the some people want to say like feminism is just the belief that women are human too, and that okay, I don't buy it.
0: Intentionally misunderstanding. I don't buy it, but anyway, it's just not. It's not. It's been proven. It's just not. It's been proven. It's Not. Um. So anyway, all of
1: that to say, um, if you base your relationship with other people in the church based around these critical theories, like you're there's no way your relationships are healthy. Mm-hmm. There's no way you are dwelling in unity. There's no way you are promoting peace amongst each other and. Um, Ephesians 2 says, uh, For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. The dividing wall of hostility. It's been broken down. Um by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. So
0: (laughs) joy, (laughs) Uh, I guess if you feel victimized, (laughs) and that's all you feel and you feel like nobody can relate to you Mm -hmm. and and you deserve retribution for the things that you've gone through Mm -hmm. here's what I would recommend go to a brother or sister in Christ and tell them how you're feeling um, not 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 the things that the world has told you you're feeling like I feel despair because I have this. I belong to this social group or because I have this ethnicity. Um, the real reason why, um, because there are people in the Bible that like despaired to the point where they wanted to take their own life like this is not this is not a new thing um <laughs> sorry I had done i'm just my I'm just trying to like give the best advice that I can and the okay. advice that I don't always follow, uh-huh, which is that you should be in community with one another and don't allow um your pain or your hurt or something that's been done mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. to prevent you from doing that mm mm-hmm. nothing, nothing. That includes intersectionality.
1: And we both know that this is harder to do. Of course. Than to say.
0: Dude, I fail at this. I fail at it all the time. I have failed so many times. There's a part of me, like I say this because I know it's true. I'm not saying it because I'm an expert at it. And that's the point. I just feel like I'm trying to like ramble and say more important things. But we already said a lot of important things. I'm
1: wrapping it up. Okay. I got this. Okay. The most important thing is Jesus. (laughs) And Jesus duped you. Um, <laughs> the most important thing uh, is where is your heart in relation to the Lord and all of these issues? Can you honestly say if your heart is oriented to how all the different ways in which you are victimized? Who is your God? Right. What are, do you have an idol? Is it yourself? Right. Is it your
0: victimhood? Hey, just a clue, huh? We all idolize ourselves. I know. We all do. Right? We all do. So just be careful. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I know. When people come at me, I love Charles Spurgeon because when people come at me online and like, I don't know why, but people like send me screenshots of like other people saying mean things about me. I'm like, I didn't need to say that. But anyway, you know what I recite to myself? That Spurgeon line about how like, if a man thinks that I'm awful, I don't spurn him because I'm like 10 times worse than he thinks I am. Right? Yeah.
0: Like, that's what I try to, like... Absolutely. That's what I remind myself. (laughs) If you think... If you are listening to this and you're like, well, you're white, you don't get it. Oh, I'm so much worse. (laughs) Like, that's not even a thing. There's
1: so much more I don't get that you think I don't get. (laughs) There's so
0: much to do that's not my race or gender or level of ability or sexuality. Right. Like, there's so much worse that I do than... Oh, yeah. That has to do with any of that.
1: Yeah. I know. I'm a wretched
0: sinner and... Someone's mm. gonna like take this out of context. Mm. And just play it over and over. Like, I know, worst. I know I'm a wretched sinner. <laughs> it's fine. Hmm. Okay, I'm I'm tired. I hope Me too. This is really it's this, exhausting. So <laughs> in case you didn't get it, <laughs> intersectionality <laughs> is it's like it's all about diversity, but it's also about everyone being the same. <laughs> and it's all about like all the little components of it are very antithetical to one another. Mm-hmm. So trying to come up with like a comprehensive "what is it" yeah. and "what's wrong with it" was, yeah. I really hope you enjoy this, this, <laughs> these two uh, episodes because we did work really hard on them. Yeah. Um, I never wanted
1: to do these episodes. It's just like I hope you right. hear my heart in this. Like, yeah. I really believe this is something that's dangerous to the church
0: can we say that we like we felt like we couldn't do these episodes
1: yeah i felt like yeah yeah because i think on this topic it's really easy to misconstrue what people are saying and because if you've already bought into these ideas then anything we say that doesn't match the narrative is automatically going to make us the bad guys right um and so while I don't think you and I have ever been afraid of the unpopular opinion.
0: For some reason, this is different. It's, it's crept into the church.
1: It will because it's painful. Yeah. It is painful to me. Like, well, and seeing this
0: division is painful to there's me. There's legitimate sin that's been done against people. Mm-hmm. And that's not we're not trying to say like by saying the intersectionality is not right. We're not saying that it's OK. Whatever happened to make sin you is sin. We're not right. redefining it. Right. No. And actually intersectionality is what's de- redefining
1: it. Right. And I, right. And I think that, um, it's painful to talk about. It's hard to talk about. I don't think a lot of people want to talk about it. I don't see any of these conversations going well online. So I feel it. I'm already not looking forward to the <laughs> conversations in the comment section. Yeah. To be completely honest, because I think that they are, it's such an emotional topic that yes. it's so hard to have a conversation where you can't look the person in the eye. Um, but, my heart really breaks when I see people online dividing over these issues and, and the hurt that can be rampant. I think a lot of these conversations, um, they need to happen in relationship, uh, not in like a, uh, I have a online relationship with you, although I'm not saying don't talk about it online. Obviously I'm posting these online. Yeah. Um, I just hope that it, these episodes will give you enough to think about when you head into these conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we can all do with a heart check. I'm okay with having a heart check. Doing these episodes was a heart check. Preparing for them was a heart check. Right. I'm sure the comment section will be a heart check. And that's okay. Yeah. Um. But it is just such an emotional thing. This I think this really is the first episode I was scared to do. Other than that time we had Rosaria Butterfield on. I was scared. This is the
0: first episode I was scared to do. This, But it's okay. Yeah. You did great. Because I did say what I wanted to say. <laughs> um.
1: You did such a good and job. And I just
0: i just know that people aren't going to... That's okay. They're going to misunderstand it's okay. it. okay. But it's okay. It's all right. We it's should okay. never... There shouldn't really be an issue. That, I Right. Especially when it comes to sin in the church mm-hmm. and stuff creeping into the church. We really shouldn't be... Afraid. Afraid. Yeah. Well, I hope... Woe to that- you when all men speak well of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that... um, I hope God was honored in this conversation. Yeah. I hope you were blessed. Um, if you were blessed, then go to patreon.com slash Right.
0: Please, that's please, how we please. Get, that's how we get these things. That's how we can keep that.
1: doing this. Um, we need your support. We need your help. Or are um, you can give us a, the price of a cup of coffee a month and it really does keep our lights on. And, um, it's also very encouraging to us. Thank you so much for all your encouraging emails. And, um, Hey, we haven't asked for iTunes reviews in a while. Oh Yeah. It's been a year.
0: We're going to get them now.
1: <laughs> this is
0: the perfect episode
1: to ask for iTunes hey, reviews. go ahead and review us. <laughs> uh, my timing is great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, we uh, we like to consider ourselves thinkers here at sheologians <laughs> So when you send us criticism or when you send us messages, we do. I'm not trying to say I'm better than anyone else, but I have had the privilege of being taught how to think by very smart people um and i'm very thankful Mm -hmm. for that um so write us things that are thinking yeah send us those thinky thoughts (laughs) give us all the thinky thoughts and (laughs) if you also
1: want to tell us a funny story maybe we'll read it on air
0: Right. We or send funny voice no messages. Voice messages are great. They're all
1: accepted. Everyone's right. tuning out. They're like, this was exhausting. I know. <laughs> it's only Monday or whatever <laughs> day they're listening. Okay, guys. That is it for this week. Hopefully we're still on the air next week. I don't even know. We will be. Okay. Love I mean- <laughs> <you>. <laughs> bye.
0: Okay, love you. Goodbye.